Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. My name's Tom. I am your host. Today is Sunday, March 3rd, 2019. I want to thank everybody for listening on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, uh, wherever you find podcasts. Uh, make sure you're uh, yeah, make sure you're subscribing, leaving ratings, uh, whatever services you can do that on. And, uh, you know, if you ever want to catch the video stream, you can find that on YouTube and Twitch. And thanks to everybody who's following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Just search Catch, Hook, Shoot. You'll be able to find that. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, as always, that email address is catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Uh, welcome any comments, questions, suggestions, uh, things you want to hear me talk about, things, uh, you know, what you like, what you don't like, anything of that nature. You know, I'm open to it all, so feel free to leave any kind of... Uh, comments on uh, on any social media platforms or anything like that, or shoot me an email and uh, let me know whatever you got to say. Lot of lot of stuff going on this week in uh, in pro wrestling, especially on social media. But I'll be getting into that a little bit later on. First, let's kind of break down what's been going on this week on Monday Night Raw. We saw the return of Roman Reigns. Uh, definitely going to get a lot more into that uh, coming up a little bit later today. But uh, yeah, Roman is back. Uh, you know, apparently his leukemia is in remission. He made that announcement and that he's uh, returning to the ring. Uh, I actually saw him, you know, get get into some physical action with uh, Baron Corbin, Elias, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre alongside uh, his former former Shield mates of Seth Rollins and uh, and Dean Ambrose. So uh, definitely planting some seeds there. The rumor is that it will be uh, Roman and Seth versus Corbin. Uh, Lashley and McIntyre at Fastlane coming up. Um, another rumor saying that Dean Ambrose will be added into that mix, so it'll be a full-on Shield reunion against the, the four-person team of Corbin, Lashley, McIntyre, and Elias. Uh, wouldn't surprise me to see Braun Strowman thrown in there on the Shield side as well to make it four-on-four, four, but the, the buzz that's out there right now is saying it's going to be a handicap match in one way or the other. Um, yeah, we also saw uh, the return to WWE of Batista during Ric Flair's birthday celebration at the end of Raw when uh, Ric Flair was supposed to make his appearance. Cameras cut to the back. Batista was entering Flair's locker room and uh, a couple seconds later dragging Flair out by his coat, uh, basically making it look like you know he had physically attacked Flair to get Triple H's attention. So it looks like that's probably... I would assume is going to be a WrestleMania match, Batista versus Triple H, which has been rumored for, for a little while. So um, kind of a surprise that happened this week. They did a pretty good job keeping it under wraps. There was, I want to say, one story that came out Monday afternoon from the Wrestling Observer that uh, Batista was backstage. So it was, uh, you know, a little, little bit of a surprise, but not a huge shock or anything like that. Uh, and then also on Raw, Becky Lynch made another appearance and uh, got herself quote-unquote arrested and taken out of the arena. Uh, Ronda Rousey then basically gave Stephanie McMahon and Vince McMahon an ultimatum that she wants Becky reinstated and put back in the WrestleMania match. So, you know, just progressing the storyline pretty much, and there's been a, a Twitter war going on between Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. It got pretty heated. Um you know, and a lot of people are thinking that, you know, all this was a shoot and Ronda's really pissed off at Becky. There's a lot of speculation out there about that and WWE not being happy with some of the language that was used in their, their back and forth, which I can I can understand, you know, with the PG era, them not being too pleased about some of the, the uh, foul language that was going going on mostly coming from Ronda Rousey's side but uh you know they didn't say anything about the uh about the beef itself about the back and forth itself so I mean it's 
you know, I'm looking at it as it's being used to advance the storyline, which is very smart in my opinion. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's wrestling guys. It's, you know, it's a, a public argument on social media. You know, I mean, it is what it is. And I think people are analyzing it a little bit too much, but that seems to be kind of the trend lately. People are just, uh, overanalyzing stuff and, and just reading way too much into stuff and creating, you know, conspiracies and things like that in their heads when there there's really nothing to be found for the most part. Uh, but yeah, like I said, Rhonda did kind of give an ultimatum to Vince and Stephanie, laid down the belt and walked away. So I don't know if she's uh, no longer the champion. They really haven't said too much about that. We'll probably have to wait till Monday to find out, see if they address that at all, which I'm sure they will. But, you know, this is all pretty much building to what uh, what we've known for a little while has been coming, which is a triple threat match at WrestleMania between Ronda, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte Flair. Uh, and it will, you know, will be the, the first ever women's main event for WrestleMania. And, you know, for, uh, um, for the, you know, for the current time, you could not pick three better women to be in that, in that position. I mean, all three of them are, you know, these are the top three stars in WWE right now, and notice I did not uh, quantify that by saying the top three women stars. They are the top three stars. These are the three that I think there's, you know, the most talk going on about, well, other than uh, Roman's return, but, uh, you know, they are the top three in WWE right now, and they have earned, uh, more than earned, their right to uh, to that main event spot, and, and I've got to say, you know, well, uh, well done for all three of them, and it's definitely overdue uh, for for the women in WWE to be in that position. So um, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this all plays out and where it's going to go from here. Uh, on the SmackDown side, had uh, kind of another swerve thrown by Vince McMahon. Uh, made kind of the same play that he did with uh, replacing Ronda in the WrestleMania main event. Um, you know, made the same same play with Kofi taking him out of the fast lane title match with Daniel Bryan and replacing him with Kevin Owens. Um, now, the, the word is that this is being done just to kind of build heat and get, you know, build Kofi up and, you know, make him more of a sympathetic baby face. And uh, all signs right now are pointing to him getting that title match at WrestleMania and winning the title, which would be, you know, it would be huge. I know that's something that the, the fans want to see. Um, you know, fans are definitely behind Kofi. He just kind of fell into the, uh, the Elimination Chamber match. Uh, fans ate it up. Kofi, of course, made a great showing. That's not, not a surprise. He's one of the best in-ring workers that they have in WWE and has been for the last uh, 11 years, but uh, you know him getting that that main event level WrestleMania spot uh, is long overdue, and uh, you know him getting getting a shot with the title to you know have a championship run at the top of the company is definitely long overdue, and he's more than earned that as well. So I'm really looking forward to this one as as well, seeing how this is going to play out. So so far, you know the confirmed or well not necessarily confirmed, but uh, the WrestleMania matches that we're looking at so far, the uh, quote-unquote main events of Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins, uh, Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan, and the main event of Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch. I've, those three matches I'm very excited to see. So uh, WrestleMania so far I think is shaping up pretty well. Uh, also on SmackDown, we saw the return of the Hardy Boys as a tag team. Uh, Matt Hardy, of course, been out of action for a while with a back injury. Um, 
you know, was rumored for a while that he was pretty much done, that he wouldn't be cleared to compete anymore because of the, the spinal issue that he was having. But apparently uh, that uh, that's not the case. He was back in the ring with Jeff as the Hardy Boys this past Tuesday. And from what's going around online, the Hardy Boys contracts have been extended by WWE for one year. Apparently there was a, a clause in the contract that WWE chose to exercise that they could uh, extend that contract for, for another year at their discretion. So, uh, you know, previously it had been reported that their contract was going to be up uh, as of this week. So uh, apparently we are going to see the Hardy Boys around for at least another year, and it looks like they're back in the tag team division, which is good. The tag team division hasn't been getting a whole lot of attention the last few months. Uh, now the last couple of weeks it looks like they're going to uh, – looks like they're going to – start trying to build it back up especially with the recent call-ups from nxt of uh gargano champa alistair black and ricochet uh alistair black and ricochet have been working as a tag team last couple weeks on raw and on smackdown um wondering if they're going to keep them in that spot or if they're going to have individual runs as well because quite honestly i i like them as a tag team but they're you know i i i prefer them as individuals i mean other people may have a different opinion that's mine i i like them as individuals but uh, WWE right now has been using them on the tag team side. Now, as far as Gargano and Ciampa, um, I think a lot of people would love to see them on the main roster together as DIY. So I, I have no issue with the two of them being used together at all. Um, some more online rumors. It looks like Sami Zayn is pretty close to being ready to come back, which kind of kind of contradicts the uh, what he said about uh, you know being pretty far away from... Uh, um, being ready to come back in the ring, but that, then again, that was a couple months ago that he made that statement, so uh, hopefully it'll be within the next couple weeks we'll see Sami Zayn back in action. Uh, some interesting news on the creative side, uh, that Dana Warrior, the wife of uh, the late Ultimate Warrior, has been hired by WWE Creative as a writer. Now, supposedly this is not a permanent position, it's more, I guess, kind of like a tryout, so to speak, uh, to see you know, how it how it works out and how she can do uh, as part of the creative team and things like that. So, I, you know, hey, fresh fresh blood, you know, fresh ideas is never a bad thing. Uh, a lot of people were kind of, um, you know, not didn't have a lot of kind words about this online. It's, you know, oh, she has no experience. Why are they hiring her? Why don't they hire somebody who knows what they're doing? My take on it is who, who really knows what Dana Warrior's background is? They know that she was the wife of the Ultimate Warrior. That's really all that we as fans know about her so you know i'm willing to i'm willing to sit back and see what she can do and uh you know give her a chance because really look at some of the top writers in wwe i mean the uh, the lead writer for a long time was michael hayes and he had no experience as uh, on the creative side of the business he was you know formerly a pro wrestler a great pro wrestler one of the all-time greats uh, in the business but you know when he was hired on as creative he you know it was alien territory for him so you know it's not unprecedented for wwe to hire somebody inexperienced in uh writing for a wrestling company to a creative position so you know she deserves as much of a chance as anybody else and i i'm willing to give it to her i think a majority of fans are willing to give it to her but of course you know that that very loud uh, vocal minority online always has to have something negative to say about everything that goes on uh, in pro wrestling, WWE and beyond. So it's kind of like it is what it is, and you just kind of have to roll your eyes and say whatever and move on. 
some some kind of sad news this week. Uh, apparently, Howard Finkel is not doing well uh, health-wise now. For those of you that aren't familiar with Howard Finkel, he was the uh, ring announcer for WWE for many many years. If you go back and look at uh, you know all the old WrestleManias, the the bald guy with the mustache, uh, with the the really deep voice, the one who uh, always made the announcements and new WWF champion or whatever it might be. <laughs> that's uh, you know that's Howard Finkel, and uh, you know apparently he's uh, having having a bad time health wise. So hopefully it's something that he can recover from. I wasn't uh, didn't see a whole lot of specifics, so don't know exactly what the health issue is that he's having. But hopefully it's something that he can come back from. And uh, you know he's not full time as an announcer with WWE anymore, but he's always done like special events, Hall of Fame, and you know made appearances here and there and that kind of thing so hopefully he's able to bounce back and uh, we'll see him back on wwe tv sometime soon um another interesting note about uh, the undertaker apparently there was a new trademark filed for uh the name dead man talking which sounds like it's going to be a podcast now i i don't know if this is going to like be a one-off type of thing um you know where he's going to do like maybe a one-time podcast with conrad thompson during the uh, uh starcast weekend or something like that or if it's going to be you know another weekly show who uh, who knows I'm, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with that uh again some more news on the raw side we have or ryan smackdown actually we haven't seen uh, ec3 on tv for almost a month his last tv appearance was on february 11th uh so that's led to some speculation that he might have some some backstage heat with somebody um not a whole lot of information out there about this so you know you never know he may have a you know minor injury that he's nursing and you know waiting to uh get the all clear to get back in the ring so something to keep an eye on um but of course you know anytime somebody disappears from tv for a couple of weeks it's you know first thing people say is they've got heat with somebody with vince or with triple h or who knows but, uh, you know, honestly, no confirmation on that. It's just uh, he hasn't been on TV for a couple of weeks. So, like I said, maybe it's some type of minor injury that he's healing uh, healing up from. Who knows? But I'm sure we'll see EC3 back sometime in the near future. Uh, some, some more news about Dean Ambrose potentially leaving WWE. Now, WWE actually confirmed that Ambrose was not signing a new contract, which is odd. That's not something WWE typically does. To my knowledge, it's the first time they've ever announced something like that ahead of time that a superstar wouldn't be re-signing. You know, normally it's uh, after the fact that, you know, you'll see the announcement so-and-so has parted ways with WWE or something along those lines. You know, they get future endeavored, basically. But, uh, so this was kind of an odd thing. A lot of people are saying it's a work, uh, just to drum up interest or whatever. Uh, the word now is that, you know, with Roman Reigns coming back, they're going to try to get him to kind of talk Ambrose into staying around. So who who knows, you know, what part of that is uh, uh, truth and what part is speculation. But, uh yeah, again, another another something to keep an eye on here. Some NXT news. Apparently, Tommaso Ciampa is dealing with a neck injury, um, and it's uh, questionable whether or not he'll be able to participate in uh, NXT TakeOver on WrestleMania weekend. Now, that would definitely throw a wrench into the works there uh, just because he is currently the NXT champion, and by all accounts, he was supposed to be going against Johnny Gargano at that NXT TakeOver, so I'm not sure how they would uh, move forward from there. I mean, I would think... You know, something like that, if he is injured to where he can't uh, can't compete, you know, they would have to just kind of take the title off of him and find a way to put it on a new champion, whether that's a tournament or just take, like, the top two, three, four, however many contenders, uh, throw them in a match and crown the winner the champion. 
for uh, for NXT TakeOver. Who knows? I mean, I, I could see it going that direction. They don't really have enough time to set up a tournament. We've got just over a month until WrestleMania. So, you know, I could see them taking, like, Gargano, Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole, and, you know, maybe, uh, uh, like, Matt Riddle or somebody like that, putting them in a, in a four-way match for the championship. Uh, so, again, kind of a wait-and-see situation to see how they handle it. Uh, some more interesting stuff from NXT on this uh, this past week's NXT TV. Uh, Bailey and Sasha made an appearance at Full Sail, which was kind of kind of a cool surprise for the uh, people in attendance. Came in talking about the women's tag team championships, and uh, apparently those titles are going to be defended across all WWE brands. So they'll be uh, they're saying they're going to defend them in NXT, Raw, SmackDown. I would assume NXT UK as well. So I, I that's something I am definitely on board with. I think I've said many times. I think there are too many titles. I think the top titles should. You know, there should just be one top champion in each division, men, women, tag teams, uh, to be defended across all brands. So it looks like that's what they're doing with the women's tag team titles, which to, to me is really cool. Uh, some impact news. Madison Rain uh, was released from her Ring of Honor contract and has uh, apparently re-signed a multi-year deal with Impact Wrestling. So the, the knockouts division over there just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, and she's definitely a good you know veteran presence to have in that locker room for the knockouts division because they do have a lot of younger talent. Uh, and Madison Rain, of course, was with Impact for a lot of years. So I'm curious to see how she's going to fit into the mix on the, uh, on the, uh, the women's side on Impact. Um, the brackets for the New Japan Cup were announced this past week. Uh, the winner of the tournament gets a title match versus Jay White at the, uh, the G1 Climax event in Madison Square Garden on WrestleMania weekend. Uh, first round matchups are paired up like this. We've got Yuji Nagata and Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, uh, Tomoki Hanma versus Taichi. Uh, Nakanashi versus Yoshihashi, Juice Robinson versus Chase Owens, Okada versus Michael Elgin, uh, Mikey Nichols versus uh, Hikulio. I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, some of these names I'm not familiar with. Most of them I am, but there's a couple couple that I don't know too well. Uh, Will Osprey versus Bad Luck Fale, Toa Hinare versus Lance Archer, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Shota Umino, uh, Hiroshi Tenzan. His opponent is uh, noted as to be determined, so uh, I'm wondering, uh, you know, curious to see who they put in that spot, especially with some of the recent releases from uh, uh, from WWE. Could this possibly be the, um, you know, the new Japan debut of uh, Kenta, formerly known as Hideo Itami? That'd be kind. Of, I think that'd be kind of a, a cool surprise. Uh, Kota Ibushi versus Naito, Evil versus Zack Saber Jr., Togi Makabe versus Colt Cabana. Uh, Really cool to see Cole Cabana in the tournament. Chicago guy there. Uh, Toru Yano versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. Kojima versus Suzuki. Uh, Goat and Goto versus Sonata. So that's the first round. Uh, I mean, definitely a stacked tournament there. A lot of big names. Uh, as far as my my pick, I mean, I'm, I'm always partial to Kazuchika Okada. He is my top New Japan guy. He is my absolute favorite in New Japan. Uh, so I'd, I'd love to see him, you know, I think him versus uh, Jay White would be a pretty good match, not only for the IWGP Championship, but there's definitely a lot of backstory there uh, with uh, Okada and the Bullet Club uh, and with Jay White. So have to see how that breaks down. So uh, definitely going to be keeping a close eye on that.
So uh, now I kind of want to get into the uh, the big story of the week, which uh, has been Roman Reigns' return. Uh, you know, of course, everybody knows by now he came out Monday night, uh, made a, a big speech to the crowd, announced that he, his leukemia is currently in remission, and, uh, you know, he's coming back to the ring, which I think 99% of people out there thought this was great. You know, it's great that he's healthy um, and he's able to come back and he seems to still be in great shape. I mean, you can tell looking at him, he drops a, a little bit of weight. I mean, he hasn't withered away. He's not like a walking skeleton or anything like that. But, you know, compare his first speech when he announced that his leukemia had, had come back, uh, had relapsed, and the speech where he's announcing that it's a remission, you can tell he has lost a little bit of weight. He's, you know, looks like he hasn't, uh, I mean, obviously he hasn't missed any workouts or anything. If you follow him on social media, you can see that. But, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people out there are just thinking this whole thing is a work. He was never sick and, you know, it was all just done to get him over and give him time off to film the, the movie role that he had. And then the, the Rock's new movie, the Fast and Furious spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw. And I mean, honestly, it's ridiculous for people to think that I, uh, you know, number, number one, the, the biggest thing for me in all this is WWE is a business. It's a publicly traded worldwide company first and foremost. So, I mean, yeah, businesses are not above pulling a fast one like this. Don't get me wrong on that one. I'm not that naive to think that there aren't underhanded business things going on, but you know, this is something that would really destroy WWE as a company. And I don't think, people understand that i i don't think the people that are saying these kind of things really have any real business sense and i'm not saying that as a knock it's not everybody has any it has a lot of business sense they don't work in that you know in that type of corporate world they don't have experience with that so i wouldn't expect them to know but when you're talking about a company like wwe you're talking about you know you're dealing with stockholders executives board of directors there's a lot of moving parts this isn't just you know a company that is run by one person who makes every single decision it doesn't work that way now before they went public it did vince mcmahon was the end-all be-all it's not the case anymore i mean they have corporate sponsors they have charity partners they do so much work with cancer charities that it's ridiculous and you know make a wish and things like that if if it ever comes out that this was a stunt to get roman reigns over just so that fans would like him and would cheer for him wwe is finished as a business i'm not saying they'll instantly go into bankruptcy or anything like that but they're you know it would be i've said it many times online it would be corporate suicide their stock prices would take a nosedive their ticket sales would drop their merchandise sales would plummet pay-per-view buys would go down network subscriptions would go down they're all those sponsors and their charity partners and their advertisers that that's all out the window they would you know be completely ostracized but nobody'd want to touch them with a 10-foot pole because of something like this and you know i don't think a lot of people realize either that vince mcmahon yes he's the chairman he's president of the company he's the majority stockholder but he still has to answer to a board of directors and he is you know in a position to where if he is not acting in the best interest of the company that board of directors can vote him out of power 
he will still, you know, own 90% of the company or whatever it is, but he will have no decision-making power whatsoever. He can be removed. Vince can be fired by a vote of the board of directors. So, and Vince McMahon has said many times over the years, no one person is bigger than the WWE. So why would they risk all of these things to get one person over? It, it just, it makes, from a business standpoint, it makes no logical sense to fake a story like this pass it off as real that's the main thing you know people love to bring up well vince faked his own death well what about the katie vick thing what about you know uh the the big show's father's funeral thing what about terry terry reynolds having a miscarriage what about may young being pregnant and and none of those is anywhere even similar to this number one none of those were passed off as being real you know i mean let, let's start with vince faking his own death okay there were 10 different camera angles it was shot like an old mob movie you know and the entire locker room was standing there watching as vince stepped into the limousine slammed the door and blew up i mean come on that that was never passed off as a real thing you know it's not like they came out and had a funeral for for Vince or anything like that the next night. It was like, oh my God, did you know? Did you see what happened on Raw? And, you know, Vince's limo blew up. It, it was more like, I, okay, I wonder how this is going to play out. And, you know, we didn't get a chance to see it play out because shortly thereafter is when the whole uh, Chris Benoit tragedy happened with his, you know, his family. Everybody knows what that is. I don't need to go into detail. But, uh, in, you know, immediately after that happened, Vince McMahon came back on TV and flat out said, you know, we're not going to continue with this storyline because of the recent events. Uh, you know, it was never intended to be perceived as real. It was, you know, a a television angle, period. That's all it was. You know, and the, the whole Katie Vick storyline, oh, Kane, you know, had sex with a corpse and things like that. It, it, guys, I'm sorry, it was Triple H in a plastic cane mask, dry humping a mannequin in a coffin. I'm not thinking, you know, that was intended to be taken too seriously. I mean, you know, it's not like they had a, an actual person posing as a corpse laying in that coffin and had Glenn Jacobs unmasked there at the funeral and, you know, actually do, defiling the, the corpse or whatever. It was Triple H in a plastic cane mask dry humping a mannequin. So, not not sure of the the correlation there because one is something that should be taken very seriously and the other is a mannequin being dry humped in a coffin i mean come on you, you cannot make that comparison you know the, the the big show's father's funeral with big boss man stealing the coffin first of all the big boss man was driving the blues mobile from the blues brothers you know go look at go watch the blues brothers movie or just look up clips of it on youtube if you don't want to take the time to sit down and watch the whole thing it's an old decommissioned police car with a giant loudspeaker on top. Drives into a cemetery, hooks up a coffin, drives away with the supposed deceased son hanging onto the onto the coffin, being dragged through a cemetery. Again, how people could say that that was something that was supposed to be perceived as real is beyond me. Because I, I, quite honestly, I've never heard of anything so ridiculous in my life you know uh the may young thing she was an 80 plus year old woman 
who was supposedly pregnant and gave birth to a rubber hand. Again, where's the correlation between that kind of ridiculousness and a man coming on television telling everybody, my name is Joe, I'm not Roman, I'm Joe, and I've had leukemia for over a decade, and it's relapsed. You know, how do you, how do you get from an 80-plus-year-old woman giving birth to a rubber hand to something like that? There, there's no correlation. There's no, no connection at all. You can't compare one to the other. You know, and, and all these angles, they're so ridiculous and over-the-top, and it's obvious to anyone with any kind of common sense they're not meant to be taken seriously it's television you know it, it's part of an existing storyline the storyline with may young was her quote-unquote relationship with mark henry sexual chocolate whatever you know that was the the payoff albeit a bad payoff to a ridiculous television angle the same thing with the big show's father is a payoff to a ridiculous television angle. Vince is Vince getting blown up. Katie Vick it, it was a payoff to a ridiculous television angle. Roman, Joe, whatever you want to call him, coming out saying, I've had leukemia for 11 years and it's relapsed and I have to take some time away to deal with it wasn't related to anything that was currently going on in the company. There, there was no payoff there. He had just won the Universal title and had to relinquish it and leave TV for four or five months. You know, what what was that, what storyline was that in relation to? What storyline story was that, you know, what was that the payoff to? You know, so, and of course, this isn't something that can be explained to any of these people that have all these doubts simply because they don't want to hear it. You know, it's one of those things where this like I said, very loud vocal minority online have the attitude of, you know, I know everything and I'm right, you're wrong, screw you, screw you, you're stupid. That's what passes for a discussion or a debate online with, with these type of people. And, you know, it's, it's frustrating, but it's not really surprising because people have no... You know, the a lot of, I shouldn't say people in general, but these type of people that I'm talking about, they have no kind of social skills. They can't have a conversation with somebody because their their ego doesn't allow them the possibility of being wrong or the possibility that they don't know everything. I mean, these are, you know, the ones saying, well, if he has cancer, why doesn't he look like this? Well, maybe go read up a little bit on the type of cancer that he has, the types of treatment that there are, and the fact that this is not a new diagnosis for him. His initial diagnosis was 11 years ago. You know, this was a relapse, and I'm sure it was caught extremely early because when you have that type of disease and it goes into remission, and that's a key word, remission. He's not cured. He's not cancer-free. He's in remission. That means the cancer's dormant for the moment. It's not growing. It's not, you know, advancing. It's been put into check for the time being. That's what remission means. A lot of people don't seem to get that either. Like, oh, how do he get cured so fast? He didn't. He's in remission. He's not cured. He'll never be cured. You know, this isn't something that's curable. It's treatable, not curable. So I think that's a very important part that a lot of people are missing. And like I said, this is not an initial diagnosis to where, you know, we don't know how long it's been going on. We have to, you know, start treating it very aggressively. His initial diagnosis was 11 years ago. And, you know, after you're initially diagnosed and you get treated, you go into remission, you have to 
get continually tested on a regular basis to make sure that it stays in remission. So when he found out that he had relapsed, I'm sure it was from one of those regular tests that he has to take, and I'm sure it was probably caught early. I mean, I don't know if he has to get tested every three months, six months, every year, how that works. I don't know. But I do know it's something that they keep a very close watch on, and when it does relapse like this, they start treatment immediately. Now, depending on what type of leukemia it was, that treatment could mean something as simple as taking some pills every day. You know, check check the American Medical Association. Check with the American Cancer Society. These things I'm saying are verified facts. There are types of leukemia that can be treated with pills. And, you know, they, they don't cause the weight loss and the hair loss. And that's not... A guaranteed thing to happen with chemo or radiation if that's the therapy you use in any way. Leukemia can actually cause people to gain weight. I mean, and again, these are verified facts from the American Cancer Society, the American Medical Association, cancer patients who've written their stories online, uh, doctors, you know, actual sources that know, that have knowledge of these things, not just spouting off, well, you're supposed to lose weight, you're supposed to lose your hair, you're supposed to be bedridden. No. Again, another verified fact from the American Cancer Society. Patients are encouraged to continue as normal a life as possible. Be active. Do things. Keep going to work. You know, don't just lay around in bed. That's that's the old way of thinking. The old uh, way of, you know, treating it, you know, basically saying, quote unquote, you have cancer, go to bed. No, it doesn't work that way anymore, guys. Seriously, read something. You know, don't go by what you see on Grey's Anatomy and ER and all this other stuff. And even, you know, even what you see, uh, the, you know, these inspirational stories of people battling back and things like that. The, the pictures and the videos that you're shown are always when these people are at their worst. You know, it doesn't show cases like Romans that can be put back in check within a matter of months or weeks. You know, again, I I don't know what else to say because, like I said, everything I've said here is verifiable fact. I invite anybody, go on the websites for the American Cancer Society, go on the website for the American Medical Association, talk to a doctor, talk to a cancer patient, you know, or more specifically a leukemia patient who ha- maybe has a form of leukemia that's not super aggressive you know, that doesn't put them into that debilitated state, you know, that has lived with it for a decade, two decades, and things like that, you know, but again, this very loud, vocal minority online refuse to listen to or even read any type of facts, You, you present them with information, and it's more like, nope, 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 I'm right, you're wrong, I, I know what cancer does, even though I've never had it, don't know anybody that's ever had it, never talked to my doctor about it. Nope, I know because I've, you know, this is what happens because I, I see commercials for Make-A-Wish and, you know, I see people laying in bed and all frail and broken down and, uh, you know, with no hair and things like that. Okay, so you've seen the absolute worst side of cancer, as we all have. And I'm not just blowing smoke here, guys. You know, I, I do have some knowledge of cancer, not leukemia, but, you know, my own father passed away of lung cancer many years ago, so, yeah, I've seen how bad it can be, I've seen how bad it can debilitate people firsthand, but, uh, you know, it's not 100% all the time that way, that's, that's the whole point here, you know, 
everybody says, you know, he oh, he took time off to make a movie. He has a cameo in The Rock's movie. He's not the star. He's not in the entire movie. You know, he, he shot his scenes for that movie in less than a week. If I'm not mistaken, I think I read online he was only in shooting for a day. You know, he also did a cameo on a television show. Okay, that's another day. So two days out of those four months, he was, you know, working in movies and TV. That That's not unheard of. I mean, like I said, you know, they do tell patients, stay active, stay busy, stay healthy, you know, eat right, exercise, and keep keep a good mental outlook. That's a huge part of cancer treatment nowadays is, you know, keeping a person's spirits up, keeping their, their mental outlook positive and stay and staying healthy and active and getting exercise. It's not, as I said, you know, you have cancer, go to bed. It doesn't work that way anymore, guys, and it hasn't for a while. But, uh, you know, and then a lot of people like to talk about, well, WWE uses, you know, has used deaths in the past to advance storyline. Okay, but we're not talking about death. Nobody ever said Roman was dying. That's the thing. He came out and said, my leukemia is back. He didn't say, I'm dying. He didn't say, I'm going into hospice care so I can, you know, wither away or anything like that. He said, my leukemia is back and I have to walk away for a while. That was it. Nobody ever said he was dying. Nobody said he was on his deathbed, you know. I mean, it's it's a, you know, a shocking thing to hear that somebody you see on TV every week is, you know, is sick like that. But, you know, and I think a lot of people's minds automatically, they think the worst. They hear, you know, leukemia, they hear cancer, and they equate it with death. That's the whole thing. It's it's in all in how people perceive it, you know, and they uh, people perceive it as like, okay, well, he has leukemia, he's going to die. And then he comes back four weeks later, you know looking good, feeling good, saying he's in remission. He's like, oh, it must have been a big lie. Why? Because you say so? You know, and I, I don't even think these people would be satisfied if Roman's medical records were released out there. The, the, you know, they would just come back and say, oh, they're forged and things like that. And number one, WWE cannot release Roman's medical records. That would be highly illegal on their part. And, you know, as far as Roman's part of that, why... Why should he release his personal information to people who, as I said, are just going to continue to crap on it and say, oh, it's forged, it's fake, it's, you know, he was, I still don't believe he was sick. It's not going to prove anything to anyone. So I, I, there's nothing that can make any of these people believe that he was actually sick. The only thing that would make these people believe that there's anything wrong with Roman Reigns is if he dies. Then they'll, then maybe you'll hear some of them say, oh, I guess I was wrong. And I doubt it even then. They'll they'll still say, oh, I still don't think he was really sick. He must have died from something else. You know, it's impossible to please any of these people. So there's no point in trying. Let them have their little moment. And, you know, they, they want to... Basically, all they're doing is looking for an argument. And I, I'll admit, I've given it to a couple of them in the last week or so. And uh, not anymore. You know, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm not going to play into anybody's crap anymore. Or... Uh, or anything like that. I mean, it's it is what it is. People are just stupid and cynical and mistrusting of everything and don't believe anything that's presented to them, you know, other than what's in their own heads, you know, because they figure well, that's all I can trust is my own opinion. Okay, fine. Sounds like a lonely, lonely, sad, empty life to me. So you can have it because I want nothing to do with it. So now I, you know, if I see anybody making those kind of negative comments on social media, I they just simply get muted or blocked or whatever, so I don't have to see it because I I have no time for that kind of negative negativity, and I have no desire to to deal with it 
and this you know this show today is pretty much going to be the last uh, last mention I make of it um, but you know just a couple more points here number one like I said people always make mention of WWE using uh, deaths in their storylines before like Paul Bearer Jim Neidhart Reed Flair what they what they seem to be missing again like I said nobody said Roman was dying so I'm not sure why this even gets brought up but uh, you know Paul Bearer Jim Neidhart Reed Flair all the storylines that they were used in after their passing was you know involved their family members you know uh, Jim Neidhart's death was used as part of a storyline with Natalia and Ruby Riot you know and you you're not gonna sit here and tell me that Natalia had no choice you know it was just like we put we're using your dad's death in the storyline and you have nothing to say about it just go out there and do it no I'm sorry it doesn't work that way I mean because uh, WWE could get sued for using these persons you know for uh, slander libel whatever you want to call it they could be opening themselves up for a lot of legal trouble. You know, Reed Flair's uh, name was used in a storyline between Charlotte and Paige. Paul Bearer was used in a, a storyline between CM Punk and The Undertaker. You know, these were done with the blessing of the family to give them, you know, one more kind of hurrah, one more uh, active, quote-unquote, role in a storyline for the WWE. And, you know, I think for, for the most part, it's something that the, the family gave their permission for, and pretty much, I would think, said, you know what, I think this person would love being able to be in one more one more story. So, you know, you really can't draw any comparisons with that either. And all this stuff that I've talked about, yes, WWE has had some very morally questionable storylines over the years, to say the least. And Vince McMahon, by all accounts, is, is not, you know... The nicest guy in the world. I mean, I'll, I'll say it flat out, and I said this online. He is a prick. He is underhanded. He is ruthless. He, you know, he'll he'll do almost anything to make sure his business is successful. But he, the one thing he is not is a stupid man, and you would have to be very, very stupid to use something of this nature to have one of your stars come out and say I have and lie and say I have leukemia as a storyline to get him over to get people to cheer for him you would have to be completely stupid simple as that and like I said that's one thing Vince is not as stupid he may be out of touch he may be sneaky underhanded whatever you want to call him he's not a stupid man he did not build the biggest sports entertainment company in the world from the ground up by being stupid so, and another thing, you know, uh, uh, this type of fraud, think about the number of people that would have to be involved to get something like this, you know, to pull something like this off, you know, between Vince and Roman and the, the other guys in the locker room. You're talking about Roman having to lie to his family, or you're accusing his family of lying for him as well, but you're talking about Roman lying to his family, his wife, his kids, his mother, you know, his father, Sika, uh, that huge, whole huge Samoan family. You're talking about the, the Rock, the biggest star, just mainstream star in the world. You're talking about him involving himself in something like this and risking his career to, you know, to, to what? To get one guy over? I mean, you know, 
like I said, besides just the people in the wrestling business, you're you're talking about, you know, the WWE executives, writers, board of directors, sponsors, partners, uh, the mainstream media. You know, it would require cooperation from all of those different sides, plus the the um, you know doc- doctors would have to be involved and and things like that. Any doctor involved in something like this would lose their license to practice medicine. And if you've got that many people involved in that big of a conspiracy, somebody's going to talk. This day and age of pro wrestling, where nothing is secret, everything is leaked, there's a spoiler for everything, somebody would have talked. So, you know, why is this the one thing that a wrestling company can can keep a lid on, but everything else leaks? You know, somebody tried to say online oh well the batista thing didn't leak yeah it did Meltzer reported on that that afternoon it leaked so you know and this has been going on for five months it would have leaked by now somebody would have said something somebody would have gone to dave Meltzer or some other dirt sheet and said you know that this whole roman thing is fake break the story just to you know just to you know get them make themselves richer to get themselves some type of attention hasn't happened you know the only way to pull something like this off would be if it were if the only ones who knew about it were vince mcmahon and roman reigns that's it you know because and even then you know the old saying goes the only way two people can keep a secret is if one of them's dead so i i i don't know i just i don't see it and i you know like i said that would involve roman lying to his family his friends his children his wife the the other wrestlers in the locker room the fan uh, the fans the the mainstream media you know just and and for what again like i said vince mcmahon is not going to take that kind of risk for one person no one person is bigger than wwe that's been vince mcmahon's favorite phrase for many years so but I, I said it online, you know, people are going to believe what they want to believe. The, In my opinion, people who have common sense, logic, understanding, and the ability and the desire to research and read and find out, you know, well, is this type of recovery possible in this quick a time frame? Yes, it is. All you, all you have to do, you know, you have Google, type it in, you know, look it up. That's That's all I can say. But, you know, there are people who don't want to believe that things like this are possible uh they want to believe their own opinions which 99.9 percent of the time are based on literally nothing you know they just they have this perception in their head this is what cancer looks like quote unquote you know you know not not so much but you know you go ahead live in your little fantasy worlds think what you want to think believe what you want to believe go right on ahead because like i said it's just to me it sounds like a very empty lonely ignorant existence and i want no part of it so that's uh that's pretty much all i've got to say about it i know you know there's probably some people listening to this that think i'm out of my mind for you know for for believing the storyline like i said i i've fact checked i've researched you know because because this is something that i'm talking about on my podcast i want to make sure i'm informed about it and so I took the time to look and read and learn and find things out 
you know, and it's easy enough for any of you guys to do the same. You know, there's this thing called Google. You, you type into the little box whatever information you're looking for, and you usually find it. And you can usually find a credible source for it. Like I said, you know, look at the American Cancer Society's website. Look at a group called Leukemia Cares in the UK who posted a very long thread on Twitter, you know, explaining how and why this is possible and just giving some general knowledge about leukemia. And, you know, of course, people want to discount that. Oh, you take a Twitter post seriously. Somebody actually said that to me. You're taking a Twitter post seriously. You're stupid. It's a a Twitter post from a cancer charity. So why are they going to lie for Roman Reigns? A cancer charity in the United Kingdom, no less. Why are they going to lie for Roman Reigns? Why? Give me one reason why. What, WWE made a big donation? So that that's a reason to risk their credibility. I, I mean, you know, logic, guys. It's a very rare quality nowadays. And... A lot, of, a lot of people don't possess it, so, but again, it is what it is. People are going to believe or not believe based on whatever they think is true, uh, and most of the time what they think is true is, uh, well, really just made up. There's no other way to put it. So that's pretty much going to do it for this week. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show, and, uh, you know, I hope nobody thinks this is me trying to be on a high horse or on a soapbox or say that I'm better than everybody else. You know, because it's not, it's just, like I said, I've, you know, I've done my research, I've done my fact-checking, I've given you what my sources are on this, I'm not, you know, holding anything back, saying, well, sources tell me this happened, no, I'm telling you, I got the information that I have from the American Cancer Society, group called Leukemia Cares, uh, the American Medical Association, you know, these are credible sources, they're factual sources, so if you want some information, look it up, and it's as easy as that. You know, this isn't me spouting off opinions. This is me relaying facts. And, and I think a lot of people don't know the difference nowadays. But, uh, again, it is what it is. Believe whatever you feel is right. I'm going to continue believing what I feel is right. There's really no need to argue about it because I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. Let's just agree to disagree and move on. I mean, honestly, I'm thinking all of this is going to, you know, wrestling fans have such short attention spans nowadays. Not all wrestling fans, don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, stuff moves so fast these days. I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be, uh, you know, the whole issue will probably have blown over by the time WrestleMania gets here. And you won't hear too much about it. You'll still get the errant comment here and there. Oh, yeah, but he's got leukemia and things like that. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm... I will be very happy when this issue blows over and we can get back to, uh, you know, just talking some wrestling. And yeah, I said wrestling. <laughs> but uh, anyway, guys, hope you enjoyed the show. Once again, I hope uh, everybody is listening and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Twitch, wherever you find your podcasts. Make sure you're following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Just search Catch Hook Shoot. And as always, my email address is catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Uh, happy to take any questions, comments, or listen to anything you guys have got to say about uh, whatever you want to talk about. So just hit me up. So until next week, thank you everybody again for listening, watching, uh, however you're checking the show out. And I will talk to you guys soon.